Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Come to Daddy, <laughs> which was requested by V. And of course, I had to like make say it in the weirdest voice ever. <laughs> but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today I am drinking Plum Deluxe. The peaches and cream oolong tea because I needed some caffeine today. Um, so if I'm a little bit chipper, that's why. Uh, it has black tea, oolong tea, apple pieces, apricot pieces, calendula, peach slash vanilla essence, and love and gratitude. And I am drinking Yogi's Women's Raspberry Leaf tea. It is caffeine free. And it legitimately just has organic raspberry leaf. I did add a little bit of sugar. Oh. Naughty. Just for sweetness. <laughs> feel like it needs it a little bit. Yes. <laughs> but thank you, Plum Deluxe, for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. For the summary, this guy named... Norval, yeah, Norval. Uh, he gets a letter from his estranged, estranged father um, that he wants to see him, and it's been, I think, yeah, he he's like thirty five, and his dad left when he was five, so it's been thirty years. Yeah, and so he goes and sees his dad, and his dad. It just doesn't seem like his dad was really wanting to see him, and he's like, "Why did you send me this letter?" And little, they sneak in little moments where the dad is like trying to kill him too. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the heck's going on? And then the the dad ends up dying, and you end up finding out plot twist that guy was actually a guard for his actual dad, and his dad was locked in like is almost like a bunker type almost, of area, yeah. and I don't know if it was supposed to be a storm shelter or if it was legitimately a bunker or what yeah i don't know but or a um, badass basement <laughs> yeah his father has been uh, held hostage and so he goes and helps him and yeah it's just twist after twist after twist but anyways for entertainment i mm, this one's tough because i always appreciate the movies that v recommends <laughs> But I will say it's like this movie had me until rough, roughly halfway through. It's like for those who have seen the movie, it's whenever his dad recommends that he gets in the trunk of a car yeah. that the movie just lost me. It just slowly dee -de 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 goes downhill from, from there. So... Mm. I would personally give this movie a six. If I, I like the fact that they were diverting on like, oh, maybe it's paranormal with the him hearing stuff whenever the dad's body is 
like in the house. And then at one point in time, he's like sleeping next to the corpse. And then he wakes up and the head's turned. It's like they were kind of playing it off as either a psychological thing or a paranormal thing. But um, and then it switches over and it's like, oh, it's like a hostage thing. Kind of like with uh, the visit. Yeah. But just the last half, the final like twist is just kind of... It just kind of turned into an action movie, but an action movie that didn't make sense to me. But besides that, like leading up to the the scenes that it lost me, this had a very good creepy scenes with uh, Gordon's body, which was the fake dad. And I, I did like the fact that it had like different twists and turns. I know it sounded like you kind of predicted that that was probably going to be what happened. I do that a lot. Yeah. I didn't see it coming, but it wasn't <laughs> like such a twist. That I'm like, my mind is blown. Maybe it's because we had seen the visit before. So yeah. it's like, we've seen this before. Well, I mean, yeah. he destroyed the phone. Yeah. And tries to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the twist, it, it was like, I, I thought honestly that the dad was just being an asshole. At first, yeah, but he also wouldn't answer the question. And, I mean, one, sure, don't answer it. But when he asks multiple times and he won't give an answer, it's because he can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, they they give you some clues. Yeah, yeah, they definitely give you clues. It's not like they're, they totally pull it out of their ass and are like, mm -hmm. here's a twist. No, they actually work up to it, which is... Good. A lot of uh, not old twisty movies yeah. do that. And I can't really remember any pictures anywhere. Oh. Yeah, because it was whenever he was looking through pictures after mm -hmm. Gordon had died that he's like, oh, that's not my dad. Yep. Yep. There were, there were a few, like, golden moments, though. Like, whenever they're fighting Dandy and there's toilet roll a toilet paper stuck in between dandy's butt cheeks so as he's going around the house trying to kill them you see the toilet paper roll just unraveling and then whenever dandy dies the last part of the uh, toilet roll just kind of like floats down and it's like oh my god like that is symbolism that i can <laughs> identify with <laughs> so that was and it's kind of random but it, it was funny oh yeah come to find out this person i know you haven't seen the greasy strangler but the director was involved with making the greasy strangler if that helps indicate what this movie is like and so my biggest complaint with this movie though and the reason why i gave it a six not is not just the fact that him going into the trunk didn't make any sense, which whenever we get to the realism skill, I will expand further on why that didn't make any sense to me. But the movie seems really afraid to commit to building up scenes. Like they'll give you things here and there, but like before it builds up to become something more, it just like backs away and then tries something else. And so you kind of lose a lot of tension and instead it replaces that feeling more with frustration. Like with 
Norval trying to get into the room and then deciding to go into like another room. It's just, he kept changing his plan, which I understand was on the spot, but it's like as a movie, it's like if, since they made the trunk scene work, they should have, I felt, done with more with the fact that Norval was in the offensive position at that point. The movie just didn't do a good job with setting that up, I feel like. That's all I got. It's just, it starts off, it's kind of like Requiem. It starts off pretty solid, but then like it hits that point, And then for me, it just like slowly just dives off a cliff and doesn't really recover for me. So it's like, I, I'm glad that I watched it, but I will probably not watch it again. Maybe to rewatch some of the beginning scenes, but yeah. So I give it a 5.5. Hey! It's... I, I agree with the assessment that you gave it. Like, in the beginning, it was pretty decent. You had me in the first half. And then, for me, it started to go downhill when he hid in the closet and then the dad is yelling, mm. kill him. Okay, great. Thanks. Give away his position and yes. let him know that he's there. Appreciate that. <laughs> that just kind of makes everything go completely out the window. <laughs> so bad decisions are made in this movie, basically from then onward. <laughs> and a lot of it just doesn't make that much sense. So it just gets frustrating from that point. And it, I mean, the movie itself is kind of weird. A little bit. It's, it's all right, but it's definitely one that would fade into the background. Yeah. I found myself a little bit bored with it, honestly. I feel like it's because they weren't great with building up. They really the tension. weren't. Yeah. It was very relaxed most of the movie. Even when he's like actively trying to kill the guy at the end which he sucks at. It's just kind of you're you're sitting there wondering why you should care. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like I was more frustrated than yeah. anything. I'm like, you're being so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Decisions were made and they were not good ones. But we'll get to that in the realism too, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but that's that's mostly what I had. Like they had a lot of red flags. With the guy that you think initially is the dad, but is not. Um, like the creepy hug at the very beginning. The excessive drinking, going too far to call bluff. The creepy talks in the dead of night where you think he's talking to himself. Or maybe on a phone. Which I'm sure he probably is on the phone at that point. Or talking with someone there. One of yeah. his accomplices or whatever. But just mostly the not answering why. For sending the letter. Yeah. Again, if if you ask him multiple times and he will not answer, it's because he can't. <laughs> and then the throwing the rock. Yeah. When he's on the shore, <laughs> obviously trying to kill him. It's another movie where they had the flashlight in the eyes at one point, which... Can we... <laughs> again, can we agree just to stop doing that? Yeah, please. Like, headlights or flashlights especially in the camera... Like you're shining it into the audience's eyes. Can we not do that, please? It's frustrating. Because then you're trying to recover and then you don't 
know what's going on for the next few seconds because you can't see anything. Yeah. It's annoying and doesn't do anything. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't it the descent where there could have yeah. been a lot of flashlight in your face moments, but they actually deliberately made sure to not flash yeah. the lens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Yeah. And it still, that movie was scary. We've reviewed it. Yes. Yeah. I like that movie. That was a good movie. It is. Be more like that one. <laughs> Can we just do stuff like that instead? Because, I mean, the flashlight in the eyes is just, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I got on entertainment. Most of what I have, of course, as usual, is for realism. So. Naturally. We'll see compared to what you have, but I felt like I had a decent list for realism. Ooh, I'm so proud. <laughs> I like, honestly, I kind of had an easier time with realism than entertainment on this one. I feel like it's that kind of movie, honestly. Yeah, because there, it's like there's a lot of the pitfalls on this movie are kind of like repeating themes. But anyway, so for realism, I would give this a one. And the reason being is there's just, like, definitely a few things that are a bit, like, too beyond belief. Like, the fact that he comes there, and not only does his quote-unquote dad break his extremely expensive and rare phone, but then continuously, like, he tries to get him to drink again. He tries to, to kill him multiple times, one of which Narval definitely, like figured out because it was a giant rock kerplunkin next to his head. It's like me personally, I am a pushover. I am one of those people that have been in situations where I've probably allowed a lot more to happen to me than I probably should have if I was like anyone else. So putting myself in this situation, because I felt like Norval was a, a pushover too. He was very submissive. Yeah. So it's like, being in that situation, if my prized phone was destroyed and someone tried to get me back onto an addiction again and then also tried to kill me, that would kind of be my limit. I'd probably be like, what the hell is your problem? I'm that, leaving. That's your limit? Well, <laughs> I'm not saying strike three, you're out. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like, I mean, you can try to get me back into my addiction, but you try to kill me. Oh, I draw a line there. <laughs> uh but um, it's okay we love you (laughs) but i'm just saying like all those collectively it's like there's no way that any sane person would stay there and not only just stay there but he continues to try and impress his dad by like you know saying stories like oh i know this person he has abandonment issues and low self-esteem i could see some of it i still agree he should have (laughs) left Yeah, like, you know, people with abandonment issues and stuff like that, it's not like they don't have either a cutoff period or Mm -hmm. it's like they, they still have boundaries. It's just those boundaries are different than the average person. Like they're a little bit more flexible. Yes, flexible is a good way to put it. But it's like I feel like with what was happening to him, it more than likely would have hit one of those boundaries. That's all I'm saying. But I could be wrong. Prove prove us wrong in the comments. But anyways. And then the thing that drove me nuts was the scene where Narval was hiding in the closet. 
and his dad's like, get him, go and kill him. It's like, you're trying to get out of this situation. Him being in the closet puts him in a position of defensiveness where it's like a person opening the closet would have the advantage to him being in the closet because a person outside the closet has more room to like and momentum to like be able to swing and hit him. And plus he's trapped. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. It's like if the dad really wanted to get out, there's no way that he'd be like, kill him, kill him. It's like, no, you just. Ah. Anyways, the dad was dumb in that situation. And in then every situation after. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, like, the dad was in there for so long. There's no way... Like, there's a part where he's trying to get his dad unchained. And they figure out, oh, the chain has, like, a little loop at the top. It's like, his dad was in there for quite some time. There's no way that he didn't see that before. Because it's like, he, he looks up... days. And he's like, oh. It's like, no, you would have... You had days in there you have been looking around like there's no way you it's went. not like he was watching tv the whole time in there yeah it just that that was <laughs> that made most sense i mean if you're sitting in a room just not even chained up you're just sitting in a room for a few minutes even i feel like most of us tend to look around yeah it's a boredom thing especially if we don't have our phones with us yeah you look around <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was frustrating as well. And it's just kind of a dumb moment in the yeah. movie. And then after Dandy was killed, even though they weren't sure where the other guy was, they had some time to call 911 before the guy came. It's just his dad was literally stabbed with what they call a poo pen. And he literally, the, I forgot what the, the stabby guy's name was, but he literally was like, I'm stabbing you with this because I know it's going to get infected. And so you have a finite amount of time to get help before you die. And so with this finite time, they're like, oh, we're not going to call 911. We're just going to, like, go sneak it around and then be put in a situation where, like, Narvel goes off and his dad is just sitting on the beach for however many hours. And they never call 911 in the movie. No. Ever. Ever! <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And then, okay, my very last and final pet peeve is the fact that they thought it was a good idea for Narval to be put in the trunk or to go into the trunk. It's like, first of all, the guy had gotten his bow and arrow from the trunk. Crossbow. Thank you. Crossbow from the trunk. Very different. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so logically speaking, it would make sense for him to then pit said crossbow back in the trunk when he was finished with it. Mm -hmm. And for some random sheer of luck he did not and then plus if the guy opened up the trunk narval would be in a weaker position because he's down low he's scrunched up he has it's like it's like him being in the closet but a lot worse because he has even less room but like think about it it's like if the guy was holding the crossbow he opens up the trunk oh there's narval he could just take the crossbow arrow and just, and then be done. Or just beat his face in with the crossbow itself. 
That's true, too. I mean, they're a decently weighted weapon. Yeah. There are a multitude of different ways where Narval would he be would the dead screwed. person in that situation. Oh, uh, he was definitely screwed in the trunk. <laughs> and the likelihood of him being the winning person in that fight is pretty unlikely. Yeah. So it wasn't a smart yeah. choice. No. And, of course, I can argue how him going into the other hotel room and then talking with the lady and all of those were terrible decisions. Yes. But that would be a little bit redundant. Yeah. I feel like. So... So I give it a one as well, but I want to build on it. Mm -hmm. I did have a lot of the same points as you. I agree with pretty much everything you said. With the addition of when Gordon breaks the phone and drops it, no one went after it. They didn't even try. Yeah. Like, it has actual gold. It's made with actual gold. Even if there's no saving the phone, you can still trade it in for the gold and get some money back. Not as much as the phone itself probably cost. Yeah. But it would be something instead of, you know, just lost to the abyss. He never tried to get a new phone or anything either. And I feel like the reason why he stayed as long as he did was, even with everything going on, was because he needed the answer of why the letter was sent. That makes sense. Which at that point, I feel like a lot of people would be like, screw the answer. It doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> yeah, make up a, an answer. Just... Yes. Um, I also feel like most people would not stay in the house with the corpse of someone they didn't even really care that much about anyway. Like he knew him for a day and a half and the guy tried to kill him. <laughs> So, um, I'd be finding a motel <laughs> or something else. Yeah. Anything else. At the very least, until someone else gets there. His mom was supposed to be on the way. She was going down there to help him with all the arrangements. So, get someplace else <laughs> until she comes in. Weird shit's happening. <laughs> so, it just didn't make that much sense. Also, the... When the guy does try to kill him with the knife, the knife is in a different position from scene to scene when he drops it. Continuity is important. Just saying. It also took a ridiculously long amount of time for anyone to get out there to pick up the corpse. I know he's supposed to be kind of out in the boonies and it's difficult to get to, but that, I mean, a full day... Like, he was there all night long. Yeah. And they came at some point the next day to pick him up. That's a problem. Yeah. Bit of a problem. So, it just, it seemed a little weird. Yes, dislocating the fingers instead of just undoing the chain from the ceiling that he definitely should have seen. And even dislocating the fingers is not really going to do anything with handcuffs. Well, you'd have to break a different part and you wouldn't really start from the outside. You would start with a thumb. Yeah, like I know there's this uh, story of this one person that got kidnapped and the way that she escaped is she ripped off both of her thumbs. Why both? Because I mean, with. Oh, yeah, that's. Well, I think maybe it was attached to something. Okay. Like she, she couldn't take the handcuffs with okay. her. 
Just if they're handcuffed together, I'm like, why why both? <laughs> anyway, I'm sure there had to have been a reason. Um, but yeah, no, in this no, one, no there one was none. takes off their thumbs lightly. <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> That's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they were very, very dumb in that one and every decision after. The the toilet paper wallet was <laughs> weird and I guess kind of funny, I suppose. It was mostly just weird for me. Um, I feel like it would have broken off at some point and wouldn't have continued. Yeah, like they got that, that Charmin good stuff. <laughs> I don't know, but... The extra strength. <laughs> I, I feel like that was not how that would do. Um <laughs> And then every decision after that as well, just stupid. Let's not get help for my dad. Let's not... We know the guy's coming back, likely with at least one weapon. And we have every advantage in the house with weapons. Mm-hmm. Multiple weapons in the house. Yeah. With which to attack him and defend ourselves. But sure, let me go into the trunk with no weapon, (laughs) not get help for the dad, and just wing it. Well, and then in addition to that, in addition to the house being the advantage, the environment that they're in, like the water, and then there's like so many ways that they could just kind of have the element of surprise. Yeah, they had every advantage where they were at. And they didn't even try a phone. Nope. They didn't even try a phone once the dandy, I guess, was dead. They didn't even try a phone. Yeah. So. hmm. It's like if you're not going to have the phone lines work, at least have the characters attempt to try it. It's an extra like 30 second scene if even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they had already passed by a room with a phone multiple times at that point. Just try a dang phone. Yep. So. That's what I got. It was just kind of eh for me. First part was decent with some some decent creep factor. Most of the haircuts were awful. Yeah, Narval's haircut was wasn't so my favorite, but that and the mustache. It was just so bad. But we're we're old, so <laughs> it was, we, it was we a ain't choice. hip with the kids. It it was a choice, <laughs> and I feel like it was a bad choice. But you know, whatever. Anyway, that's what I got for that one yeah like overall i don't regret watching this movie no but for someone who is asking our opinion on whether or not it's worth the watch i would say it's one that you can skip but i feel like the movie does do a pretty good job with you know trying to divert your expectations on what type of horror movie it is and so that's the one case I'm like, okay, it would be worth watching it for that. So, but it's like there's a there's a certain cutoff point where you're like, okay, I don't need to watch this anymore. Like pretty much once Dandy dies, I feel like it's safe to call it quits. But but who knows if if you like really crazy fight scenes that give a little. I mean, it, it kind of gave a little bit of pleasure, I guess. Well, I mean, like, the... It was just sad. He just sucked so hard at killing people. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the, the guy at the end, he killed himself. Like, Norval didn't even kill him. No, that was luck. That yeah. was pure luck. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not, it doesn't... 
what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that if you like crazy, stupid fight scenes, then you might want to watch this movie all the way through. If you don't and you're just going to be frustrated, just skip it. Yep. 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 (laughs) But thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have a Teespring and a PayPal, or we have our affiliate link with Plum Deluxe as well. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just helps allow us to continue to do what we love. And you can find the sites mentioned linked below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.